Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Greetings, loved ones, and welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm Sarah. Thank you so much for being here. We have an awesome episode for you today. It's really centering around a topic that comes up often in the community, and this is how to optimize iron and ferritin levels for a healthy pregnancy. And we're chatting with Dr. Matt Angove of Dr. Wholeness. And this episode is sponsored by Dr. Wholeness, which is an online community that provides tips, tools, and resources to help people create a a winning health routine by accumulating health one habit at a time. And so this iron conversation, right? What is it? What's the role of it in pregnancy? Why is it important to understand? This conversation is a super comprehensive chat about iron and pregnancy. Dr. Matt shares his insights with us, his expertise as a naturopathic physician and the creator of Dr. Wholeness. He shares a ton of knowledge with us on the topic of iron, specifically around ferritin levels and what that means. So this was incredibly educational for both myself and Matthew. We answer a ton of questions and I list out those questions for you in the show notes so that you can see kind of as we go along and what we cover. And stick around till the end of the conversation because we actually had community questions that we asked as well. We put it out there. We put a call out there. What would you all like to know about iron and ferritin? And so we get into that as well. And I really encourage you to check out Dr. Matt's content with Dr. Wholeness and to really get the most out of this episode and see the other resources and information he has. Engage with him, follow him, download his resources. There's a lot of really great ones on his website, drwholeness.com. That's drwholeness.com and check out Blood Vitality, which is the specific supplement that we talk about to support in this iron and ferritin optimal level. And there's a sweet discount for you listeners when you use the code BLOODVITALITY15 for 15% off of your purchase of the Blood Vitality supplement. Thank you so much to Dr. Matt for supporting us and for being in on this episode and providing some insight into a really important topic. Really hope you enjoy it, and we'll catch you all next week. Hi, Dr. Matt. Welcome to Doing It at Home. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pumped. 
We're pumped too. We've been having some fun chatting before hitting record. So this is going to be an awesome conversation. Yes. So to kick us off, Dr. Matt, can you just share a little bit about your work and what you're so passionate about? Yes. So uh, I mean, I'm a practicing naturopathic physician in Washington State with my wife. And uh, although she's not practicing right now because we have six kiddos and she's doing uh, the, the real work uh, <laughs> during, during the day. Um, but yeah, I would say in regards to what we're talking about here, uh, you know, my wife was anemic during her uh, pregnancy with our twins. And probably if she looks back, she was anemic for a really long time before that too. Mm. But it really came to a head. And, uh, you know, we're using, we're, we're basically found out she's anemic. That man, she's feeling terrible, super fatigued all the time and nausea, vomiting, all the kind of, all that good stuff. We wanted a baby at home. We wanted our babies at home. Our midwife was like, man, she didn't feel real comfortable with where her levels were at because her ferritin was at a nine at that point. And then um, she was taking iron, wasn't working for her, uh, lots of, lots of side effects. And so we kind of went down this road of figuring out um, how to get, how to get iron levels up um, and not have tons and tons of side effects. And within, yeah, like basically a 31 day time period, her levels went from really low to completely awesome. And we were able to have the babies at home. And that just like turned on all these things like, whoa, we got, this is, we can actually help people in a really efficient way here. And there's, you start looking at all these women that are uh, basically struggling with iron deficiency and so many of them don't even know it, um, especially during pregnancy and all the effects that can have. And so uh, yeah, pretty much the last three and a half years, we've just been uh, finding every avenue possible to, to help basically open up uh, people's eyes to this, as well as, um, you know, help, help in that process of getting iron levels up. That's awesome. I love how it came up organically too, out of, you know, right there at home, so to speak, figuratively and literally, you know, right there in front of you and presented this opportunity to not only benefit you and your family, but then how you could see the greater opportunity and, and way you could serve. I think that's so cool. Oh yeah. I mean, we had, so I, cause so I've been practicing for about almost 13 years now. And, uh, you know, I would really oftentimes not even want to draw a, a woman's ferritin level, you know, especially if they're a menstruating woman, because I, you know, it's like, it's probably going to be low, 50% chance it's going to be low. And that's going to be part of their, their symptom picture. Um, and I'm going to tell them to take iron and they're going to not want to take it because they're going to feel so terrible on it. Uh, and so, um, yeah, after, you know, figuring things out with my wife, it, uh, it's just like, whoa, this is something we actually have a, we can create a solution for this now. And, you know, all these women that we, cause yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, I have four sisters, a mom, five daughters and a wife. So I, you know, it's like, and then my patient population is like 75% females. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's, it's interesting, <laughs> but, uh, um, so it's like, man, there's all, there's all this opportunity to help people and, 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 and help women. And uh, it should be a simple fix, right? Mm. Like if your B12 is low, and we just give you some B12, and it's like, whoa, B12 is up in you know matter of, matter of days to weeks, uh, or you know even magnesium and calcium, these these nutrients that are easily uptaken by the body, whereas iron, it's just not that way. It's, mm. it's a challenge for so many people to get sufficient amounts, um, huh. even if you're not you know you're, you're a heavy meat eater, it can still be you know really really challenging. So. Mm. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Um, also, I just want to point out you're in great company here. And I know so many are, are already locked in on, ooh, multiple home births and twins at home. Like, this is awesome. This is my kind of guy. Yeah. So oh, yeah. the ears are perked and we're ready. We're ready to learn, Dr. Matt. <laughs> so what, what I want to do is because I feel like this is a really great educational moment. Like, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot of stuff here because, you know, you already mentioned, even if you're um, a heavy meat eater or something, you know, so much of the preconception that I've had in the past as well, just eat more red meat or, mm-hmm. or whatever, like that'll be the simple fix. So maybe let's go back a few steps and talk about really what is iron and what role it plays in the body and why it's so important, particularly during pregnancy, because some might not even know that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, iron is basically the foundation of iron is that it's basically going to help you carry oxygen around in your body. So if you don't have enough iron, your red blood cells don't have any place to basically dock oxygen. If you can't dock oxygen or red blood cell, then you're going to have a lot of ticked off cells in your body. You know, all your mm. cells are going to be stressed out because they don't have oxygen. They can't create energy. If you can't create energy. And that's why you get all these symptoms, which of course fatigue is a common one, mm-hmm. but it's also like depression. It's anxiety. It's heart palpitations. It's hair loss, which hair loss is probably the most common when people come to me. You want to help me with my iron because my hair loss. But, um, mm. interesting. And, and that, you know, that, when you get pregnant, um, and I, granted, I've never been pregnant. I tell women all the time, I was like, I mean, I, I don't know your situation, but my wife has been pregnant five times, including one time with twins, and it's her pregnancies are pretty aggressive. Um, as far as her, her, it's not like, man, she's so pumped she's pregnant. Yeah. She feels like this, <laughs> this uh, you know, sense of like euphoria. That's not how her pregnancies usually go. Um, and she, like you were saying, she's also a meat eater. She's not, she's definitely not vegetarian. That's, that's been her style, but yet she was still iron deficient. Um, and so she was still experiencing, you know, a lot of signs of essentially low oxygen supply uh, to her body, which means, you know, her, her potential to have more nausea and vomiting, her potential to, uh, you know, be really unmotivated, not, not do say like, so walking physical activity is really important when a preg- when, when a person's pregnant, right. Yeah. To, for the whole process, um, even the, the birthing process, it's, you know, it's very, very, um, you can, you know, blood pressure levels down, very important to be physically active. But yet, when, if you have low iron levels, you know, if you're fatigued all the time, because your body cannot supply oxygen to every cell in your body uh, at the rate it wants to supply it, uh, man, that, that's going to make it almost impossible for you to get out and do the things you want to do or you know you, you should be doing yeah. to maximize the or, or optimize your whole pregnancy experience. And the, uh, when you, when you get pregnant, so your plasma levels go up real fast, right? Blood volume expands a ton. And, you know, some, some women that's like hundred percent expansion over the pregnancy. Others it's around, you know, 50%, 45%, I think 45% is kind of, kind of the, the general consensus average. But if you, so the United Kingdom did a study journal of endocrinology showing that it's like 2016, 2017, showing that 50% of women in the UK who are of basically birthing age were if they got pregnant, they would become iron deficient. That's what was going to happen. So if oh, they're wow. not in, these are, you know, we fortify everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every, all the bread cereals all fortify yeah. with iron. That, that's a terrible type of iron to be, wow. and it's, you know, it's just caustic to the body. It's like, it is like putting metal in your body. So that's, that's not helping us out. And, you know, these women are getting fortified cereals and all that. And yet still their iron is super low. Mm. Um, and if they get, if they become, or the iron stores are low, and if they become pregnant, the likelihood of them becoming anemic or even just having iron deficiency um, is really, really high. And that is one one point, not to digress too much, but um, many 
uh, women. So they'll go get their blood tested at the doctor. They'll get a CBC done, which is great. That's your complete uh, blood count. And it'll show that their hemoglobin, their hematocrit, you know, those are normal. And so they'll be told you're fine. Carry on with life. You know, yes, you're super extra fatigued during your pregnancy. Yes, you're depressed during your pregnancy. Yes, maybe you're feeling like you have more anxiety during your pregnancy. That's just how it is. You know, maybe it's, it's in your head. Um, this mm. is just how, how your body responds to pregnancy. Uh, but then maybe they go to somebody that's looking just a little bit farther. You know, they're spending an extra $6.50 to get a, a ferritin level. And they find out that the ferritin, you know, is at one or two or six or nine or 15. It's like, okay, well, that's, you have low iron stores and you do not have iron deficiency anemia. So the anemia part um, is where a hemoglobin or hematocrit would be low. That's that diagnosis. The, but you're iron deficient. You have the other two where it's the iron deficiency part of things. And that can give you literally all the same symptoms. Mm. Oh, wow. It's kind of like uh, celiac disease. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, so a person could have gluten intolerance, right? And they have like rashes all their body, terrible digestion, and maybe even like brain fog and that kind of stuff but they don't actually have celiac disease. Right. They have gluten intolerance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so both cases, if you eat gluten, you're going to feel horrible yeah. and bloated and all that kind of stuff. But sure, you don't actually have celiac disease. So I would say that is very similar to what uh, we're talking about when it comes to iron deficiency, anemia and iron deficiency. In both cases, you're going to need iron. Yeah. But often it's overlooked and a, a woman just keeps suffering I mean, for years, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible uh, with all all kinds of symptoms, you know, like headaches every single day, especially like right in the front here. And it's literally just because they're iron deficient and nobody's ever checked their ferritin level, which hmm. sitting here talking, since I literally check every single person, male or female, the first time I see them, I check their ferritin level. Um, it seems crazy. Plus the fact it's so inexpensive. I mean, some people don't want to get their ferritin. Like, you know, can you just go by symptoms? Like, I mean, literally, if you pay cash for your labs, it's going to be $6.50 for you to get your ferritin level checked. Mm. You want to just get it checked. You know, m- make sure you have that, that level done. And what is so, that uh, exactly? Like, what, what is what is ferritin? Yeah, so ferritin is the storage, basically, depot for iron. So as, uh, and, is, and the reason we I say check ferritin is because it's considered the gold standard. So it, it fluctuates the least from day okay. to day. Um, or from activity to activity. Uh, essentially, unless you're in a extremely inflamed state, like say you just had a major viral infection or you had a, uh, um, maybe, a, you know, some cancer uh, or you're just, if you're really obese, metabolic syndrome, that could cause higher ferritin levels as well. But otherwise, um, ferritin is going to be extremely stable. It's just going to be, you know, if it's 20 today, it's going to be 19, 20, 21 tomorrow. Okay. Um, whereas the so iron or iron saturation tests, uh, maybe I can give you guys a list of these tests, or the total iron binding capacity, those other tests that we would do when we're checking for what's a person's iron status is, those can change today to day, and even throughout a day, um, you know, depending on if you just went for a, a long run, or if you, um, you know, just, just had your period or on your period, um, or if you just took iron which that can scare people sometimes is they'll be started supplementing with iron because their uh, um, ferritin was low or their iron levels were low. They were, they're iron deficient and they see, Oh man, my iron levels are high. 
so iron serum it looks like you know iron level, iron blood tests are it's almost like we need an entire uh show for iron testing it is can be kind of complicated but uh if we understand that iron levels serum iron can fluctuate a lot mm. that can fluctuate day to day uh and iron saturation can fluctuate day to day depending on the body's current need for iron okay. whereas ferritin levels will be very stable mm. unless you are literally in, in, have a, an acute affection going on then it will jump up but otherwise uh, if your ferritin levels are low you you are iron deficient you know if you're especially like under 30 is considered for most labs kind of the the starting point but um for iron deficiency if you're below below uh below 30 and then anywhere up to like 300 it can be but I would personally suggest if a patient had a, a ferritin of 250 or more, they they probably have a little too much iron in their body. They're storing a little too much and that's probably a little bit inflammatory. So they really optimally anywhere between like uh, about 70 and 120 seems to be kind of the, the golden the golden place there for people. That's great. That's great to know as a range. I was going to ask about that. Okay. And so how do you optimize the right level for you then? Because you were just saying people might be weary of just taking iron, you know, um, not really informed. Um, and then you, yeah. I know there are potential side effects of too much iron. So maybe we can get at, get into that a little bit too, as, as the person figures out what their optimal level is. Sure. Yeah. The, um, the first I would do, I mean, people often want with, to just like bypass and not do a blood test to check for the iron levels. Yeah. I, I mean, hundred percent of patients, I check for the iron levels. If I'm going to give them iron or recommend iron to them, uh, one, cause it's, it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so inexpensive And two iron is a metal. So, it, you know, it could be caustic to the body. It could be toxic. And that's why a lot of people are scared of it. And even a lot of practitioners are scared. I mean, there's practitioners out there that are suggesting that you should keep your iron levels below like 15, your ferritin level before 15, below 15. Otherwise you're like, you know, causing increased age in your body and you're, mm. you know, you're, you're going to be, you know, iron toxic and stuff, which is, it's crazy because mm, there's, there's yeah. nothing to back that up whatsoever. Mm. And symptomatically patients feel horrible when they're, when their ferritin's at 15. Uh, but yeah, there is, there is a, um, there's definitely a fear around it. So if you, if we just test it, like I said, it's not like you could take B12. B12 is a water-soluble vitamin, right? So you take B12. If you get a little too much of it, um, the body's just going to, you know, pee it out essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you continue, it doesn't store it like it stores iron. Okay. The body doesn't have a good way of just getting rid of iron. Uh, and, and unless you're you're sweating a ton or you're running a lot and, you know, breaking capillaries in your foot and you're getting rid of it that way, or like you're female and you're menstruating every month, mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of it that way. Otherwise, it doesn't have a real good way of dispersing iron, which is why guys do well to, you know, donate blood and that kind of thing later on in life, um, as the mm-hmm. iron levels can kind of keep going and going and going and going up if they are not, um, uh, you know, exercising a lot and, you know, breaking it down and sweating a lot and getting rid of some of that iron. Hmm. That's um, wow. so fascinating. Did I answer that question? Yeah. I'm sure I answered what you... Yes. Okay. Um so then I'm hearing that it's obviously beneficial to have it tested so that that which is measured can be improved. You now have something yes. to go off of. You have baseline. Uh-huh. And then ideally you're working with uh, a trained professional practitioner of some sort who can help you get and and take the optimal amount of of iron. Yes. I mean, def- that is definitely optimal. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not everybody's going to do that. You know, some people are, which is why 
people just email me nonstop since <laughs> I started like talking about it. Uh-huh. And it was just like endless emails, endless messages about their iron. Cause there's, you know, there's Facebook groups of like 50,000 women who are all talking about how terrible their iron levels are and how Jeez. nobody will listen to them. No doctor will listen to them. And, you know, like this is, this is crazy. You know, it's such a simple thing, but yet um, such a challenging thing because the medical profession looks at, like I was saying, looks at CBC, mm-hmm. hemoglobin and hematocrit. And that's like, if it's not a disease state, it doesn't matter. You know, if you don't have like osteoporosis at age 18, it doesn't matter if your vitamin D levels two. You know, you're that's just you don't have osteoporosis, or you don't have you know rickets. You don't have, you don't have these diseases, yeah. so you're, you're we don't worry about these uh, these nutrients. Um, but yeah, so it's high high value. If you the um, and I just want to get back to the on the ferritin level, you do not need to be scared. Do not need to be scared of iron. That's so. But uh, you want to um, know that, that iron is still a powerful entity, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be problematic if you get too much of it. Gotcha. But it is—it's challenging unless you're you're taking you know mega doses, which I would say there are people out there. There's groups, not not medical groups, but um, people that um, uh, are promoting massive doses of iron, like 300 milligrams a day which is just crazy because, you know, the body can only absorb so much iron a day. It has all these stop gaps to make sure you don't become iron toxic. Uh, so that's one thing women can feel good about too, is if, uh, you know, okay, I got my ferritin level checked. Maybe I did, you know, direct labs or something. And my ferritin level is 10. That's not going to work out for you. I mean, that's your, sh- so you could try taking some iron and see how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, see if it does help you out and perk you up. You can always get to check it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's always, if your doctor's saying no and your ferritin's 10, I would go find another doctor yeah. and see, let's get another mm-hmm. opinion on this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and make make sure there's a bunch of opinions that suggest this is the right thing I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so some of those common doesn't feel so great if there is too much iron or things like stomach pain, constipation, nausea. Why is that? Why is, why are those the symptoms? Uh, yeah. So those don't, you don't, you could have super low iron levels, mm-hmm. supplement with iron and have like for instance, my wife, yeah, she had like black stools, nausea, headaches, oh, wow. and she felt worse. And yet her ferritin is nine and she's pumping, you know, 60 milligrams of iron a day and, and nothing's changing and she feels terrible. So you, the, the iron we take in, um, it, it is for most types. So, uh, I mean, I did make it right. I did make an iron or this, this, this formula blood vitality, which, um, is essentially what my wife used to get her levels up in a hurry. And the reason is, is that the blood vitality or this, the, the way the iron is formed inside this rice protein, it's basically covered like, like a matrix around whole, keeping the iron from basically uh, easily being broken down by stomach acid, by enzymes, by bacteria in the gut. Whereas virtually all irons either, I mean, there's things like ferrous sulfate, which that's kind of the first line of defense. You know, you can get bottles for like five bucks for like 600 pills off Amazon kind of thing. Um, And that's the prescription type iron. That is, you know, extremely harsh, Mm. extremely harsh. It's Mm. like putting, you know, those rocks in your stomach. So almost everybody reacts to it to some degree. Yeah. Uh, And then there's the uh, iron bisglycinate, which is probably the more common one a lot of people know about uh, in the kind of functional medicine community. And that's basically an iron with two glycines, uh, hooked onto it. So two amino acids, and we call that an amino acid chelate. 
the unfortunate thing about that is, which that is actually the type my wife was taking. She was taking iron bisglycinate because we, everybody would say that that was the, the best, least likely to cause issues, easy iron kind of thing. Um, that back, I would say three and a half years ago, but you know, she was having black stools, nausea, lots of digestive discomforts, headaches, and she literally felt worse. And so she just didn't want to do it anymore. And her, her amazingly enough, she was taking 60 milligrams of iron and we checked her labs very regularly during her pregnancies and her, uh, her ferritin over three months went from 10 to nine and she'd been on 60 milligrams of iron every day. Oh, went down. Wow. Which was the amazing thing is, so we, you know, there's some brilliant scientists out there that figure out, I can't say I'm the one that figured out how to basically stick iron and zinc and copper into a uh, hydrolyzed or a rice protein matrix. You know, it's some really cool science buddies that figured this out. But um, when she started taking that, she took two a day for um, of this blood vitality formula. Uh, and her fire tone was nine. We checked again in 31 days and it was 23 in, the, in that time frame, which is and that's the crazy thing about that, too, is that's only 30 milligrams total of elemental iron. So elemental iron is the actual the amount of iron, say, in the actual supplement. Mm-hmm. So you say, um, you know, a lot of them are like 27 milligrams. It's kind of a standard, but she's only taking 30 milligrams. And yet, um, you know, her iron levels over doubled during the, during that time frame mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, kept on going up. But the uh, yeah. So you back to your question, you, you could have all the nausea terribleness and have low iron and you're and you just keep pumping iron and thinking you know that's the iron itself is probably the problem like mm-hmm. the supplementing out of the iron is, is the problem mm-hmm. and you know that's that's literally mm-hmm. is causing oxidative stress along the intestinal lining it's disrupting bacteria you know, if you're having symptoms related to taking iron you don't want to do that anymore because yeah. that iron is, is literally irritating your bowels you know it's it's irritating your gut flora there's all kinds of interesting studies on how it um uh, you know, feeds pathogenic flora when, when you have free unbound iron hanging out in the small intestine, uh, which of course we don't want that because one reason that with infections, your ferritin level goes up is because the body's like, uh Oh, we got a bug in here. We got to stick all this free iron into the ferritin molecule so that these bugs, the pathogens can't get after it and use it to help themselves out and increase the inflammatory response they're creating. So it's, yeah, it is really I feel like so many um, women are, uh, and even even gentlemen, are uh, think, okay, this is just the, the thing I have to go through. That's just how iron is, right? Yeah. It's gonna. That's the side effect. That's it's gonna cause you stomach pain. It's gonna cause you black stools. It's gonna cause you constipation. You know, just take more magnesium, take more vitamin C, take another laxative to to help yourself out. When we don't have to do that, it, it sounds. I know it sounds wild for a lot of people to hear this. Even doctor buddies I talk to, you know, they're kind of shocked because. For so long, that's just standard. That's just how it's going to be. And you hate telling a patient that, but you're like, that's, that's just how it's, how it's going to be. You're going to feel terrible when you're taking it. And um, we're, we're sorry about that, but that's, yeah. that's what we have to offer kind of thing. Especially with the experience wow. like pregnancy, where there can be a lot of other things going on that have shifted about your body, your lifestyle, your health, that you're probably hearing that for other things too. Like you just have to deal with it. And this this is just oh, yeah. one yeah. more thing, you know, to add to the pile. Um, and what I'm hearing is that blood vitality allows your body to effectively get what it needs and it's processing it in, you know, the optimized way. Like to the point that you made with your wife, she was taking more iron 
before, I think you said 60, and then to, yeah. the, to this 30. However, it was the way that it's formulated makes this difference and was able to give her body what she needed. Exactly. Yeah, it cool. makes all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. Yeah, I mean, because you're basically, the body always takes things in best as a whole food, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing that, that makes up for like how a steak how iron is stuck into a steak, um, like a piece of beef or, uh, you know, how vitamin C is in an orange or there's nothing that makes up for that. Mm, And so unfortunately there's not enough steak you can eat. Right. (laughs) And, 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 uh, you know, a a reasonable amount of time to get your iron levels up. Yeah. So if you can basically, which, which what we did is basically get that iron in essentially whole foods substance. So it's the body's receiving it essentially as some, a little, you know, 10 milligrams of rice protein. That's what it's receiving it as. Uh, yeah, it it just insanely impacts the uptake of iron and the ease of iron uptake because the body is essentially receiving it as a whole food rather than this, um, you know, free iron that's just coming in the system and you're asking asking for it to do something with this this metal that uh, is it's it's caustic. It's, it's definitely caustic by on its own. Yeah, I've I have two questions. Um, yeah, you got me thinking about prenatals. And I'm curious about mm-hmm. the iron right. that you might find in prenatals versus the just other iron supplements by themselves. And then for blood vitality, you know, can that be taken along with the prenatal? Like when when your wife was taking it, did she stop other prenatals or was she taking it at the same time? Can you speak to those two things? Yeah. So the first thing would be, yeah, I would not take a prenatal that has iron in it. Okay. That's because iron is already, uh, which, you know, 9.9 out of 10 prenatals are going to have iron in it. Uh, and it, one, yeah, it just probably makes the whole prenatal feel terrible every time you take it because it's already like taking six pills mm-hmm. in your prenatal to get all the different, you know, nutrients mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and then there's a bunch of iron in there too. Plus, you know, there's calcium, you know, in all these two plus cations. Um, are in these minerals are are in the prenatals as well, which are beneficial, of course, but they bind to iron. So you're actually decreasing both oh. the effect of say the calcium that you mm-hmm. want and you're decreasing the effects of the iron you want. So yeah, we always, hmm. you know, recommend don't one, don't take a prenatal with iron in it. Take those separately. Even if you're taking iron bisglycinate or ferrous sulfate or whatever, um, or blood vitality, I would take those um, away from each other. Uh, otherwise you're, you're decreasing the effect of both of them. And, uh, um, you're, you're, you're wasting utilize, you know, who, how, who, what pregnant woman wants to swallow another pill, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> it's already challenging enough. So yeah, yeah, you definitely, blood vitality can definitely be taken, you know, in conjunction with the prenatal, which my wife does. And then we do basically do that with pretty much every woman because, uh, I mean, if you were taking two blood vitality, you would get the full folate dose recommended, um, that, you know, every, pre- every prenatal will have, but, um, yeah, generally speaking, you you know, keep taking your prenatal, just get an iron-free one, and then um, take the uh, blood vitality at, at another time during the day. And preferably on the iron front, when you take iron, it is optimal to take iron in the morning time on, on an empty stomach, preferably not with, with your not with your coffee, not with a glass of milk, mm. um, not with green tea or black tea, because those will will decrease uh, its uptake mm. um, and hinder, hinder your absorption there. And the morning time uh, has the lowest level of hepcidin, which hepcidin is basically a protein the body creates, kind of protein slash hormone that will slow down your absorption of iron. And it, it has basically hmm. this circadian rhythm it goes through, uh, and it tends to be highest towards the afternoon, evening, 
uh, and lowest, lowest in the morning. So I just, it's funny, you know, in, in thinking about this talk, I was looking at what some people were talking, thinking about out there and they were actually, rec- you know, like Mayo Clinic recommends taking iron at night. Uh, wow. but that's like the worst time you could possibly take it because you're going to, um, your, your, your body's internal systems are already saying no to iron at that time. They're already slowing uh, down. It's, it's mm-hmm. your ability to uptake it. Uh, so I appreciate you, this part of the conversation, because, you know, for me, when I think of taking supplements, I always think I should take it with food. Otherwise it's going to make my stomach hurt. Like that's sure, just, that's just sure. kind of my thinking. So to hear you say, no, take iron in the morning on an empty stomach, cause that's going to allow for the best absorption. Um, I think that that's great that you said that uh, because then it allows people to to know the optimal way to take it. So it's not just about taking mm-hmm. the optimal supplement, but it's also an optimal way to actually, you know, ingest it and take it in. Sure. Mm-hmm. I will say on that note too, my wife did, she would just take it <laughs> whenever and her levels went up just fine. Yeah. Um, so don't get caught up. I mean, some people, it doesn't matter what they put in their body you know, in the morning, like their, their stomach is just not going to feel like they don't want to put anything in yeah, there yeah. Um, until like 11 o'clock or whatever. So don't get caught up too much in like, Oh, it, they said this and this is the only way it's going to work. Yeah. Um, but yes, for, you know, optimal, if you can do this, that, that, that is the best way. Right. That's great. Mm, cool. <laughs> so I thought this was a great point when Matthew and I talked about this conversation, you know, we're talking a lot about physical aspects right here. And, you know, to kind of take in the totality of, you know, your doctor wholeness, you know, it's the whole thing, it's the whole pie. So Mm -hmm. there are the physical aspects. And then there's also how you feel about it. Like there's an emotional mental side to this stuff. And, you know, you could have great levels and, you know, kind of check off all the boxes on the physical side, but then there's the whole how you feel about it too. So one thing we were just curious about, you know, given your your expertise and working with so many patients, what are some of the the top challenges a- around this conversation but aren't necessarily the physical components? Does that make sense? Around the conversation of iron deficiency? Yeah, like what what else yeah. can come up? Yeah, I mean the, you know, anxiety and depression, those are yeah. super 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 common. Uh in fact, I literally just had a young lady in the office about two weeks ago who is having crazy depression and she doesn't know why her, her family life is amazing. She's an 18 year old girl and she, her, uh, she's got a great job. She likes it. All this stuff is just like perfect for her. She's got, she can't figure out what is wrong with her. And, um, she comes with her mom and basically, you know, her ferritin level is like three literally within two weeks of her, have her, I mean, I haven't checked her ferritin level again. I have no idea where it's at yet. Um, but literally already, She's saying, emailing, saying, man, she's feeling so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that, that's that, that lack of motivation drive that she's feeling like, why, why don't I have this anymore? I would, she was also a big time runner too. Um, and so, which can really deplete, it's kind of interesting, but you know, just running on the ground breaks capillaries in the feet and you'll lose all this iron that way for wow. people that are chronic runners. But yeah, onto the, you know, the, the psycho-emotional front, it is, it's, it's a big deal. And so many patients and people generally are just going around wondering why they're depressed, why they're anxious, uh, you know, feeling panic, just uneasiness, not, you know, thinking, man, I used to be so motivated. I used to be so driven. I used to like, like all this stuff. You know, I guess there's just something wrong with me, you know, and just, that's just not who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And literally it could just be that your iron levels are low. Mm-hmm. It is. And if, if you're a female, there's probably a 50% chance that that is what it is. Hmm. Uh, wow. Because, and if you're a female athlete, you know, I hear, you know, there's, you know, 
a, some, uh, a female athlete just like committed suicide. And, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, big time D1, you for Stanford, I believe. I was thinking, I wonder if she was deficient in iron. And, you know, I'm not saying that's the cause of suicide by any sure. means, but, you know, all these things stack up. And next thing you know, you reach your threshold. Yeah. And now, you know, I need an antidepressant. I need an anti-anxiety medication. I need Xanax. I need, I know, I can't, I'm not, you know, then they're not sleeping well. It just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. And then, and the, you know, if you're a mother, you know, like I, I have a lot of patients who are homeschooling uh, mothers and, you know, they're uh, putting a ton of effort to give the, you know, just the very, very, very best for their kiddos yeah. and, uh, you know, homeschool and everything. And they're just so wiped out. And so many times it's like, it's so simple. You know, they think they need this, probably just need this life over honey counseling, psychiatric support, this kind of stuff. And literally it's their iron levels are low. You get the iron levels up and three months later, they're feeling like, this is awesome. I feel like I'm, you know, I got my creativity back doing, I'm doing all these things with my kids and, you know, just loving life again. And it, all it was is this one little nutrient because even for children, you know, babies, if they're, uh, there are studies showing that an iron deficient baby. So, so say the mother was iron deficient and so the baby ends up being iron deficient and they're seeing like neurodevelopmental, um, deficiencies. Like it's actually really, really challenging. I mean, some studies suggest you can't even do anything about it, um, which I don't ever agree with that. Mm-hmm. There's always something you can do because a human being is, is, is always trying to heal itself, mm-hmm. but that, um, you know, there it's like, well, they're just going to be inattention is going to be their issue. You know, uh, depression is going to be an issue. The kid, the kids just not, not going to, they're always going to be a little more anxious, a little more, more fretful, uh, I will say that in, in, because some, some families just run iron deficient. It's like you know, some families mm-hmm. seem to, they just, because of the genes they have and, and the type of uh, enzymes their mm-hmm. body's created, they absorb iron really good and others do not. Mm-hmm. And so I can think of one family in particular that literally from mom down to her four girls, there's, there is a lot of just general anxiety and um, worry and uh, fretfulness, even though their minds are in, living in reality and they, they know who they are, um, but they just can't get this off themselves. Mm-hmm. And they literally have all been anemic, every single one of them, wow. uh, you know, as far as, far as, as long as they've known. Yeah. Uh, and even though their anemia is taken care of and, and their iron deficiency is now much, much improved, basically they have to supplement. Otherwise, life, even though the you know, amazing food and all this kind of stuff just does not, their body will not maintain. Uh, they still have this just underlying angst about themselves. Hmm. And I would suggest, this is just hypothesizing from my experience with patients, you know, probably since, you know, birth, they just been low in iron. And your if your body is just stressed out day after day, week after week, year after year, because it can't get quite enough of the resource it needs to do what it wants to do. It just, you're, that's going to end up showing up in your, you know, psychomotions, in, in your motivation, yeah. in your, 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 your mental, emotional picture. So mm-hmm. it is, it is way more than just, I'm tired and my hair is falling out. Right. My nails are breaking or, you know, my, my, my skin's kind of pale. It, it's, it's much, much deeper than that. Yeah. yeah. I want to call every woman in my family and tell her to get her ferritin levels. I know, checked. right? You should. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. a bottle of blood vitality. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's that's great. Did you have anything you wanted to ask or add, Matthew? I got one more question before we move into the, the next portion of our conversation. What is your simple recipe for a happy and healthy pregnancy? Yeah, so I would say don't get too worried about 
you know, because if you're a pregnant woman, I mean, I, I give this, these, these food routines to pregnant women, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, my wife, Amma, okay, so we're eating like meat, vegetables, and fruit, and we're just going to be extra on it. We've got to get these, you know, get your egg yolks in so you get enough choline and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but in the end, it's it really comes down to like, okay, if you just can't eat, like most women cannot get that into their body. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my wife's pregnancies are are not fun for any of us. Like this is, I'm like, I'm like, I'm giving her IVs and nutrients and stuff because she's getting dehydrated and all that kind of stuff um, or, you know, B shots and, and everything. So there's, um, I would be okay with saying, all right, I'm going to get real food into me. And my body is amazing and figuring out how to process food I put into it and get it to this baby to grow. And so let's, let's see, okay, what colorful item can I, can I put in? Sure. Maybe I'm going to eat four oranges today instead of, you know, broccoli and spinach and cauliflower and stuff. That's okay. You're, you're getting, you're getting phytochemicals in your body. So I would say for me, you have that little big macro veal is, um, you can do all the stuff you normally would do, right? You know, it's, it's good, good, put good food in your body, real whole foods, meat, vegetables, fruit, nuts and seeds. If you can handle them, uh, you know, probably less, less flowery, uh, added sugary foods, vegetable mm-hmm. oils. Cause all those are, um, not going to support the blood sugar levels you want, the the ease of maintaining, um, you know, a state of no nausea, vomiting, all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, get out and be active. I think there's there's endless studies, you know, on physical activity and, and exercise and walking, and so I would I would say, you know, let's let's look at your food, let's look, look at your food inputs, and uh, make them as as just beautiful as possible. Like look at your plate, and like that's that's beautiful. I want to eat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's gonna make life 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 a lot easier for you. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, I love that. So I'm really excited to do this part with you, Dr. Matt. We collected questions from our community about iron because, you know, there's a lot of questions that come up and there's a lot of education clearly through this conversation (laughs) that is to be had. So we're going to hit you with nine rapid fire questions. And we might have actually addressed some of these a little bit, but just to give them their designated, you know, we're asking it in this way and all that it'll do is reinforce some of the stuff we've already talked about. So are we ready? Okay. I'm yep. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So one, what foods are rich in iron? Uh, yeah. I mean, meat is by far the, any kind of dark meat is by far the, the richest, richest source, easiestly uh, obtained by the body. So like your beef, you know, even pork or buffalo, bison, all those are going to be pretty, pretty good sources. Okay. I mean, spinach is a good green source, beans, lentils, pretty much any green food is going to have iron in it. Uh, it's just the capacity for our body to absorb it is like a hundred times less than the capacity to absorb it because it's a different type of iron, uh, compared to say beef. Okay. And I know we've addressed this, but just to reiterate it for someone who this could apply to, what are the main symptoms of potentially low iron slash low ferritin? Yeah. So there's standard, you know, fatigue, dizziness, some shortness of breath, uh, commonly overlooked one that kind of creates anxiety in patients is like rapid heart rate. You know, they're, if every time they walk up the stairs or they're maybe they're doing the exercise and normally their heart rate's going to, you know, 120, 130. And it's like, man, it's like 170 all the time, mm. you know, and it's not just that your heart's beating fast because they're working out hard, but you kind of feel like, man, I'm just not getting what I should be getting. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's a commonly overlooked one. And then like we were talking about the depression, anxiety, lack of motivation. Um, yeah, those are, those are huge. And probably the more common thing I see, because a person's really tired with the internet by now, you've probably seen it's iron deficiency might, might be part of that picture. Um, and, uh, and then like curse the dark, dark strokes in the eyes, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 um, 
anxiety, depression, that's, that's a huge one. It's often overlooked. Okay. How is baby affected by not enough iron? Yeah, so I mean, there's increased risks of you know miscarriages, pre- preterm births, in, in iron deficiency, iron deficient women, uh, and then just yeah, neurodevelopment is a huge deal. We talk about folate, right, or B12 as these choline as these just super super important nutrients for neurological development, but iron is right there. Mm. And uh, you know, I actually had a patient. This is like six eight months ago. Um, actually, the son of my patient who had um, fe- a febrile seizure. And took him in to uh, Children's Hospital here in Seattle, found out he's super anemic. And this is a little boy. And, uh, you know, so now he's had a seizure for, you know, that was, it was a long one. It was terrible, <laughs> super scary. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, he's going through all these tests and, and, and just make life really, makes life really complicated. And, you know, the entire time they didn't realize, because kids are so, they're just like, just do life. They have no way of, when yeah. they're two years old, they have no way of really, saying, Hey, I'm really tired right now, mom, or I'm having a bad attitude yeah. <laughs> or I'm not listening to you because, um, you know, I think my iron levels are low or that kind of thing. Uh, but looking back, you know, they could see that, Whoa, that's, that was the, that was the issue right there. Uh, it was the iron the whole time, why he was acting like he was doing, why he was like, wouldn't all the other kids tan in the summer and he doesn't get tan at all. He always wanted to take naps. Um, and it just, you know, was overlooked by their pediatricians and everything is it crazy. But, um, I would also say my own, my own, uh, so my wife had twins, right. And the first, uh, baby coming out, uh, the, we did, um, cut the cord, uh, earlier than we normally would, if it's just one, one baby just for, for safety reasons and having baby at home and everything. And that first one, little Clara, she had a febrile seizure, uh, at about 16 months, um, which is super scary. And that is actually what maybe even look into what would cause a febrile seizure. Cause it's not a commonly known thing that low iron would cause a febrile seizure, um, in, in children or, or babies. And, uh, funny enough, you know, in the UK, like this is part of their program. They mm. test all these children, babies, you know, for iron levels to, because it's known oh, wow. to be a propagator of febrile seizures. Wow. And even though febrile seizures are essentially harmless, uh, if your child has one, it is like, man, it is so horrible. Yeah. It's so, it just feels so, um, even as both me and my wife are doctors and still it feels so yeah. helpless yeah. when you see your, your child in, in that situation. So, um, yeah. And that's, uh, and then just, yeah, I mean, development's going to be slower. Once you, once they get iron levels up, like this one child I was seeing that had the febrile seizure and once his iron levels come up, he's grown like crazy mm-hmm. and he's grown wow. all his clothes, all his shoes. And they're wondering why wasn't he growing before? Uh, thankfully if you get nutrition up, you know, children usually get right back on their growth curve just fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so, you know, growth retardation is kind of the, the biggest issue there. Okay. So is it possible slash necessary to be tested for iron levels in early pregnancy? I think we've kind of covered that. But how often would you say? I guess that's also kind of dependent on what the tests yield, but I will defer to you For there. sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely test. I would test pre, first mm-hmm. trimester, second trimester, third trimester. That way you have, um, you know, you're ahead of it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, um, I think she's okay with how to say this. My sister, you know, her, her iron levels, were, she's talked about this on, on social media, actually. So her iron levels were, were really low and because her iron levels were good um, in the first trimester. So she was actually like just kind of randomly taking iron here and there. Um, and then we tested it again, uh, second trimester, which is basically when... Um, the, the red blood cells start really expanding and the, and the, the, the baby starts really just like 
taken up um, you know, a lot of extra nutrients and a lot of extra red blood cells. And that can be kind of the common time where you see this big drop um, in iron levels and lo and behold, hers dropped massively. Mm. Um, and she was of course wondering why she's so tired. Why is she feeling like, ah, blah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so everything started getting better when she got her iron levels up. So yeah, I would check, I would check throughout because uh, it's life's just gonna be so much easier for the woman who's pregnant mm-hmm. if her iron levels are adequate. Gotcha. Next question. Can low iron cause pregnancy loss? Yeah. Like, I mean, hundred percent, it okay. definitely can. Um, both miscarriage and then like preterm bursts, pre 37 weeks, uh, definitely increased potential. Generally speaking, uh, it's going to be more like real iron deficiency. Like anemia part is where you see that the bigger issues rather than just iron deficiency. Got it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's potential, but I would say iron deficiency, like hardcore iron deficiency anemia, it's, it's much more of an issue rather than just being iron deficient and feeling terrible. Yeah. You feel Got terrible, it. but you'll, you'll probably still carry the baby. Um, but getting pregnant initially, having low iron levels without iron deficiency anemia, that, that can be a big issue because hmm. the body's like, Hey, you know, you want us to create a human being and yet in, inside you, and yet um, we don't have a whole lot of resources here to take care of you right now. Hmm. So um, that's, that's, that's probably, that's, that's not as easy to, easy to happen. Wow. Okay. Cool. Next question. Is iron needed just as much when breastfeeding? Uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's how the baby's getting, uh, you know, sufficient iron, the sufficient iron levels, because most babies um, are going to be like borderline when, when they come out, um, unless you, you are really good about, waiting to, to clamp the cord and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, most babies, especially born in hospitals, I mean, like five seconds is considered, uh, you know, a, a extended co- time of, uh, uh, before we clamp the cord kind of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, definitely really, really important. If, okay. if the mom is deficient, the baby's going to be deficient. Yeah, that's, sure. just, that's yeah. how it is. So, okay. Uh, true or false vegetarians can't get adequate iron. Yeah, I mean, they, it is feasible. I do have a couple vegetarians who do maintain pretty good iron levels. Mm-hmm. Super uncommon, though. And I will okay. say, if they are active vegetarian, I have literally not seen one. Okay. If they're you know, exercising regularly, I've not seen a vegetarian who maintain the iron levels without supplementing with some sort of iron. Okay, got it. Which, it's rough for vegetarians out there. Um, but, uh, blood vitality is vegetarian is vegan. <laughs> great. <laughs> great to know. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Uh, here's a question. If iron levels are normal all through pregnancy, but there is an instance of postpartum hemorrhage and say low iron after birth, is that normal? Is it normal to have, no, you know, good level of iron, have postpartum hemorrhage and then have low after birth? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're losing blood, you're losing iron. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you want to get that taken care of because um, it's it's not just going to all of a sudden return. You know, it's going to take like 90 days to get those red blood cells back. Yeah. To get them turned over and get a get a get enough fresh red blood cells. So you want to make sure all those red blood cells that your body's been making to make it for the fact you had a hemorrhage uh, that those are all loaded with iron. Okay. And final question, there is some conversation, I think we've kind of alluded to this a little bit, about iron potentially being overused in pregnancy, and just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely potential. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that's more, 
I think for some people following some of these, these rogue <laughs> groups um, that, that scare me a little bit where they're, you know, dosing 250, 300 milligrams of iron. It's like, yeah, you could become iron toxic and literally everything you were trying to help yourself with, um, you're hurting yourself. Like you're, you're hurting the baby, you're hurting yourself. You're, you are, you're taking a metal and the body has no excretory route. So it's probably going to use the baby, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, going through a big uh, detox when you're pregnant, that would be a bad, bad idea because now the baby is going to be your filter essentially. Mm-hmm. So rarely, I, I can't say I've ever seen that happen in my practice and I've seen, I don't know, 10,000 patients or so. I don't, I've never seen that happen before, but I think, yeah, with some of these, these ideas being spurred out, it's, it's definitely becoming more and more potential. Okay. Got it. Clear. Dr. Matt, this has been so awesome and yeah. educational and informative and and exciting too. Like this is empowering to to feel like that yes. you can you can take the steps to know what's going on in your body and then know what the next steps are to make your body your body feel great and to make babies and have those babies feel great. And it's just <laughs> I really appreciate it. And there are so many ways that people can connect with you and learn more about you. You have a ton of great resources in addition to the the products like Blood Vitality. Um, I'm include links to all of that in the show notes um and our listeners can also use the code blood vitality 15 for 15 percent off and drholness.com find you on instagram is there anything else that you would add there as far as where people could go and be directed to if they wanted to take this information and put it into action um yeah i mean we do have the site www.optimizeiron.com, yep. which is kind of like the whole, um, everything you want to know about iron and maybe more information <laughs> than you want to know. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of it is, is towards, you know, pregnancy and just making sure that process is um, a- as easy as you can make it because it's already going to be super challenging. Yeah. But uh, that's the only other one I would put out there. That's great. And is there anything else that you'd like to say about blood vitality? Uh, no, I was. Just, I mean, mostly if you if you've had issues with other iron and you're like, forget it, I'm just, I'm done with this. Uh, it is by far the most patients come back and like we don't have to like, okay, you got to stay on this, you got to stay on this. Like they just get it because they feel great and uh, um, and they just don't have the you know the digestive issues, the the cramps, the com- all those complaints that come around with you know taking general general iron, uh, which is just always so sad. <laughs> so that's that's what I would I would suggest. That's the best scenario you could ask for, right? Yeah. It speaks for itself. And so you don't have to remind them of anything because they're experiencing the results. So they are behooved sure. to continue taking care of themselves. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Thank you so much again, Dr. Matt. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Sarah and Matthew. I really appreciate it. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.